Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining Send It ATV podcast, and we are just so happy to have you uh, today. I am so excited to talk um, to this individual because he's actually in my neck of the woods, and I am very excited about everything that's being done there. And so uh, he's the president of the Mount Musalak ATV Club. And without further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Andy Grigan. How are you, sir? Good, Shane. How about yourself? Uh, good, good, sir. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to meet with me today. And uh, I look forward to sharing everything that you have to say about all that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate the offer. And, um, you know, very interested to see what you're doing, how your podcast is going. And, um, you know, love to support your cause. I love what you're doing. So. Right. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, I just really want to be able to help the community. I mean, I just had several conversations today about how fast it's growing right now because of the, you know, the pandemic, uh, no matter how you look at it, you know, people are looking for something to do. And uh, so um, I just want to be able to do it in a sustainable way that it doesn't end up hurting us in the long run uh, because of people not knowing what they're doing. Um, so to get started, what was your, one of your first ATV experiences? So, I mean, I, I grew up, I, I'm a two-wheel guy at heart. You know, I got my first dirt bike when I was four years old. Um, and it probably wasn't up until, you know, eight, nine years ago, I think like 2013, I bought my first ATV, actually. Um, mm. I grew up in the South Shore, Mass, you know, riding dirt bikes my whole life and got the opportunity to relocate up to New Hampshire um, as soon as I did that, knowing I was moving up, I went out and bought my first ATV, which was a uh, 2000 Yamaha Blaster. Um, oh. I'm a 250-pound I'm a guy, so um, watching me ride around on a little Yamaha Blaster was interesting, <laughs> but um, it gave me the bug, and you know the rest, the rest is history, basically. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's... Uh... It's an easy bug to be bitten by for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, nope. So what's one of the funniest stories you've either seen or witnessed um, out there in the community or whatever you that still makes you laugh today? Um, I, I think from my personal experience was two or three years ago, um, a very close friend of mine and myself uh, decided to do a little trek across Maine. We had never ridden over there before. Um, so we basically set out with very limited knowledge and ended up doing just shy of 700 miles in four days across the entire state of Maine. We started in Ellsworth and made it up to um, Holton and back and zigzagged all over it. We didn't have a map. We had no <laughs> idea what we were doing, where we were going, what we were in store for. Um, and the entire trip was an awesome journey, full of laughs, surprises, um i mean just we set out um no idea where we were going and just following the compass going north um and to think that you know we pulled off what we pulled off we had some awesome experiences um you know, a lot of people said we were crazy for doing it but it's just it's awesome awesome memories um and we just we, we had a we had an awesome time it was a once in a lifetime experience but i hope to do that again many more times <laughs> that's cool that, that's that is really cool. Just going out there and exploring all on your own and figuring it out. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's cool. Um, what's, 
you know, how long have you been part of the Mount Musilaki ATV club? So like you said, back in like 2013, I had a good friend of mine who um, was one of the founding fathers of the club. Um, his name is Vern Brigham. And knowing that I was moving up, like I said, we moved up here in early 2014. Um, so in the end of 13, I went and bought my first four wheeler. Um, I think I had an application in like the week before we even moved up here. Um, it was all kind of new to me, but I was really excited, you know, moving up to a town. We have a local ATV club. We have legal places to ride, uh, something we don't really see a whole lot back down in Mass. Um, so I, I was super excited and I jumped right in. Um, so I joined, you know, just as a regular member in 2014. Um, and being that, you know, my good friend was the president, um i started attending meetings i started helping out i was doing signs i was trail work you know um i jumped right in with both feet um in 2015 we had an opening of um for the vacancy of price uh, vice president um so not really knowing what i was getting myself into um you know it's uh, the clubs need a lot of help there's not enough volunteers um, and it was basically one of those things, hey, if anybody wants to take it, speak up. So I said, oh, how, how hard could it be? So I, I volunteered. And in 2015, um, I got brought on as vice president. Um, I had two years basically under Vern's wing, so to speak, mm -hmm. where, you know, I learned the ins and outs of the clubs, how it operates and start to understand a lot more about, um, you know, the, the trail system up here um nova how we operate with the state etc and in 2017 um he stepped down as president um and i got voted in and have been acting president since wow that's great congratulations <laughs> thank you <laughs> of sorts <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's uh, a curse it's a roller coaster ride for sure, but it has its benefits. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we really got to work hard to keep what we have. So, uh, people have to step up to the plate and that's exactly what I did. And, um, I don't regret it at times. It's definitely trying, um, especially as of lately, but it's also very rewarding. So, uh, I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. So, yeah. Um, let's kind of lead into let me dig into that a little bit you know the trying times of you know as, as we mentioned earlier with a pandemic and uh more and more people doing it what are some of your concerns um over the next season that you're you know might be worried about or you want people to be looking out for um so obviously like you mentioned we we, we saw a huge influx of new riders um you know a lot of people canceled their vacations they wanted something to do and they went and bought boats and jet skis and atvs and side-by-sides and bicycles and you name it recreational sports um all over the map exploded this year and a lot of you know a lot of people were looking for something to do tired of being cooped up um so we resorted to you know getting outside and doing fun activities so we saw a huge increase of new riders um, you know, from within the state, out of state, all of New England. Um, I've met plenty of great people from all over that, you know, come and ride up here. Um, and one of the biggest problems that I think we saw in one of our concerns is educating the public, um, getting 
getting the word out there about the clubs, what we do, how we maintain the trail systems, why we have trail systems. Um, and, you know, the, one of the biggest facts is, um, you know, ed educating them on trail etiquette and respecting our landowners and, you know, the ins and outs of how the sport operates and what we need to do to keep it going and to keep it sur to survive, basically. Um, okay. You know, we're always one phone call away or one landowner away from losing a section of trail that may, um, you know, absolutely devastate our trail system. If we lost one of our major connectors, um, that was our only way in and out to get to a handful of other trails. Um, that can literally, I mean, a landowner could pick up a phone and say, I, I want to close it. I'm done. And we, we lose our trails. It's literally as fast as I just said, that is how it can happen. Mm -hmm. um, so our, yeah, our biggest concern is getting the word out there, educating new riders uh, on trail etiquette and, you know, respecting the land and the landowners that allow us to do this. Um, a lot of people don't understand this is all private land for the most part. There's a couple hundred miles. Um, we've got some rail trails and we have Jericho um, State Park, which is, you know, funded with ATV money. Um, and those are all state owned. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jericho is funded with ATV money. The rail trails are not. But, you know, that that's state right. property. And other than that, 90% um, of what we're riding is private land. We're riding through somebody's backyard. Um, and they're allowing us, you know, giving us that privilege of riding. So, um, you know, a lot of people have a misconception um, of how that works up here. And that's what that's what we want to, you know, really emphasize on is uh, following all the rules and regulations that are out there. They're for everybody's safety, yours, mine, the landowners, um, and just really respecting the land. And, uh, you know, again, it's a privilege. So we don't want to lose mm -hmm. that right. Um, you mentioned etiquette, you know, etiquette is a huge thing. So many people, especially new people, absolutely do not have any idea. Whether, so maybe run down some of the ideas of like proper trail etiquette might be. So my, my idea of trail etiquette um, is obviously, you know, up here we have, we take, I personally take a lot of pride in our club signage. Um, so in the state of New Hampshire, basically all approved ATV trails are supposed to be marked with a designated sign. And that's basically a green and white arrow uh, with an ATV or a dirt bike on it. Um, so one of our biggest things is staying on the marked trails. All of our trails are marked. Um, if it's not posted, if it doesn't say anything, that doesn't mean that you can't do it just because there's not a sign that says, you know, no trespassing doesn't mean it's good. Um, you know, we have to stick on our marked trails. Um, so that's like, that's, that's a huge thing is off trail riding. A lot of landowners get upset about that, uh, real quick. Um, you know, posted speed limits, um, you know, some are better marked than others, but, um, you know, we have the OHRV Digest, which is basically a little magazine that's available at a bunch of local convenience stores, pretty much anywhere you register your machine up here. Um, they're free. It's a great tool. There's tons of information out there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's speed limits. Um, there's areas that are marked 10 miles an hour, low dust for a reason. Um, you know, you're driving right by somebody's back porch or somebody's front driveway or, um, you know, in the summer it gets dusty out there. So 
you know, having respect for your neighbors and the landowners and keeping your dust down when you run by somebody's front yard, you know, go five, 10 miles an hour, um, be respectful, nice and slow. And then, you know, you get out on the trail, um, you know, you can speed up, of course, following the, the posted speed limits, mm -hmm. but um, even if it says 20 miles an hour and you're driving by somebody, you know, walking their dog or out mowing their lawn, just, just be courteous. Yeah. Um, we all, a lot of us, we can, you know, I consider that common sense, but, um, a lot of people, some people don't care. Some people just don't even think about it or no. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, staying on your side of the trail, we have trails all over the States. I've been in plenty of sections where, where it's tight. Um, and you always need to ride as if somebody's going to be coming around the corner at any point in time. Um, so, you know, basically ha be, being aware and riding in control. I consider, you know, those are, those are some big points of trail etiquette. Right. Um, and then of course, you know, littering and stuff, respecting the land, uh, bring out what you bring in, try to leave as little impact, if none at all as possible. Um, you know, and you see, you see some trash on the side of the trail or the side of the road or in the parking lot or something, you know, um, does it kill you to throw a, throw a couple cups or something in the back of your truck and, and clean it up. If we all did that, um, you know, yes. it'd make our lives a lot easier. You know, cause sometimes people see trash is like, well, why does someone else throw that away? Why should I pick it up? It's like, well, it may have blown out and they just didn't know. Yep. And, uh, you know, so really just help out and just take two seconds and just pick it up and take it with you. And like you said, just throw it away because yeah. um, that goes a long ways, especially with, you know, landowners. And I could just personally see, you know, I love to have my windows open in the summertime, but if ATVs are going by and it's dusty out and it's always making my house all dusty on the inside, that would, that would just drive me crazy. So okay. Um, no, and they, they may not notice that trash there. A lot of the stuff that we do goes unnoticed, but again, it's just picking it up before somebody sees it could have been an accident, could have been deliberately, um, you know, but if we all help out and do it together um, and show each other etiquette, the landowners respect and stuff, um, we, we're, we're on a much better path to success. Right. Because, I mean, you guys really do have an amazing privilege up there. Me being in Massachusetts, you know, I don't have anywhere local. I have to go to New Hampshire to ride. And, uh, you know, it's, it's gorgeous up there. And the trail systems are phenomenal. And, you know, being able to literally leave out your back door and drive across the state following trails as long as you follow the right trail systems and such. It's amazing, you know, if we can just keep them open. And if, like you said, if one, just one connector trail cuts it off it really destroys the whole system yep and it, and it doesn't take much um you know like i said it's you got to figure the the amount of traffic i mean I, i've talked to um neighbors around our trail system um you know and on any given weekend they could be a, they could be somebody they could be a hundred machines whether it's the same person five times or you know 90 different people you'd see a hundred machines go by their yard um, and you know, yeah, a handful of them, one out of every 10 is speeding and kicking up dust and stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, you gotta think there's a lot of people out there. Um, this is a privilege that we have, so we really right. have to try to, to hold on to it because this is amazing. We don't, you know, I grew up in mass. We didn't have this down there. Yeah. Um, and that was a big point of, you know, me moving up here. I was super excited about it. 
So having this privilege, I, I want to keep it as long as I possibly can, which is why I'm getting involved um, and doing my part as much as possible, because, you know, I, I want to keep this going for generations. My son's eight. Um, he rides with me. And mm -hmm. I hope, I really hope that in time, um, you know, these trails are still going to be around for when he gets older, or when he has kids, you know? Right. Absolutely. And uh, the only way to do that is by respecting the rules as they stand and understanding the why, yeah. uh, why they're there. And, um, so with that being said, how can people get connected um, with different clubs and what's the best way for them to get connected with you? So for us personally, um, you know, right now, a big way of communication for us is social media, our Facebook page. Um, you know, most people have it. It's a great way to communicate with people. Yes. We can share photos and videos and everything. And, um, you know, so the Mount Moose Lock ATV Club on Facebook. Um, and then we also have our website which is the club name abbreviated. It's www.mmatvc.org, O-R-G. Um, both of those are great resources. They have contact information for myself as well as all the other board members, um, you know, phone numbers, emails. Um, so that's a great way to get a hold of us and see what's new, what's going on with the, the club, what the current trail system statuses are, um, and then, you know, there was a state organization started uh, called NOVA, which is for the New Hampshire Off-Highway Vehicle Association. Mm -hmm. um, and they are basically a collective group that was formed. It's an organization that was formed um, with all of the clubs throughout the entire state of New Hampshire um, as a voice for us. And they are a great resource as well. They have uh, a list of every single club in the state of New Hampshire with their contact information. Um, and, you know, and, and they helped us implement the online, um, you know, uh, membership program for all the clubs. So mm -hmm. you can go to www.nova.org and that's N-H-O-H-V-A.org. Um, and that will show you basically with a map of all the ATV clubs throughout the state of New Hampshire. And, you know, you can join any single one of them, as many of them as you want to, uh, literally in the click of a button. So that's mm -hmm. some, uh, some great resources to get a hold of us. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, it's a small membership to get involved, you know, just at least to help that little bit of money, you know, really doesn't go that far but for a great privilege and for you to pay into it. Um, but where I think people and correct me if I'm wrong and where people can really help out is at least giving at least one weekend, you know, a year or a season to help out would go a long ways. Oh, Oh, definitely. It's um, we're severely understaffed and go, don't get paid nearly enough. Um, you know, all of our clubs were all volunteers. So we do this, out of the, you know, the goodness of our heart, the love of the mm -hmm. sport, um, you know, so we, we dedicate hours and hours and hours of cleaning brush, opening trails, um, bringing in material. I mean, th there's a lot that goes into it that people don't see, a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Um, you know, the Tooth Fairy didn't build that bridge, a bunch <laughs> of volunteers did, you know, we, right. we all got together and we pulled in and we collected our resources and tools and we all went out there and did it ourselves. Um, so yeah, by the memberships help fund the clubs, 
Um, you know, when we do a, a, a project on a trail and we bring in 10 loads of material and we rent a machine um, and we add a culvert or two, you know, there's $20,000 that just goes in, in a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have some, some of these clubs, I mean, we, we have 40 or so miles, um, but still 40 miles is a lot to cover. Um, and the money goes quick on projects, renting, uh, excavators and bulldozers and, um, you know, equipment that's not cheap. The price of material gravel, um, you know, every time you drive down the trail and you see that little bit of dust that's kicking up, that's dirt from the trail. That's, you know, becoming blowing away. Dust blowing away. <laughs> so over yeah. years it, it erodes and, mm-hmm. you know, we get down to the rocky, rooty, nasty, muddy, ruddy stuff. So, um, maintaining the trails, it, it does take a lot of money. Um, so for us, I mean, our memberships for singles and families are 25 bucks. Um, you know, the sport's expensive enough as it is. Uh, I mean, I see people out there in $30,000 side-by-sides and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so 25 bucks, it, it goes, that money goes straight to the club. It helps us keep the trails open and do maintenance that keeps the landowners happy. Um, and that's, that's how we survive, you know, with, without the, the memberships and donations of both money and time, um, uh, we wouldn't have these trails and there's four or five of us that do everything all the time. Right. right. And once in a while we get, you know, we get a newcomer that comes and helps out. Um, and it's very refreshing to see somebody else, you know, come out and help us. Um, and as simple as, you know, if everybody riding, made one attempt one day to go out and help a club of your choice, uh, a local club, your favorite club, whatever, a club mm-hmm. that you think needs help and improvement, you know, um, go lend a, go lend a hand for a day, cutting some brush um, or helping build a bridge or put up signage and stuff, you know, right. Um, I take pride in it. It's a sense of accomplishment. You help build that trail. You help put those signs up, you know, you're involved and uh, you help give back to the, to the, to the sport so um, right definitely we encourage volunteers and we need them desperately i want to challenge everybody out there if you're riding on a trail system uh even though it's may not even be in your backyard don't even you know contribute to the club just for the sake of getting the sticker or whatever uh just you ride on those trails you know contribute the money it's a small price to pay you know, you know people spend more going to amusement parks with their family let alone you know i mean just spend a little bit of money to help everybody out and it goes a long ways oh most certainly and so well i we're really actually running out of uh time here but i have one last question is actually more of a personal question so uh let's say hypothetically uh, i have a four-wheeler and I want to take my children and they want to ride on the four wheeler with me. Is that legal in New Hampshire? Um, so yes, operating on a machine with your child um, is legal. If you want to have them ride basically um, under the age of 12, there's, uh, you know, uh, anybody, your, your child at four years old could ride their own machine um, as long as it's within the CC requirement you know, they're wearing a helmet, they've got safety glasses, the proper gear. Um, So, you know, anybody up until the age of 12 can ride as long as they are on the proper sized machine. Um, Over the age of 12 or under the age of uh, obtaining a driver's license, you need to have a safety certificate. 
Um, and again, you know, there's certain things such as a rear facing mirror, a helmet, eye protection, et cetera, um, that are required in order to operate those. But um, as far as bringing your children up and riding on your ATV with them, most certainly, as long as you guys have the proper, uh, you know, gear on, um, yep. that's more than legal. Yep. Yeah, especially in some areas, they're real sticklers about the goggles. You take them off for a split second and you roll two feet. They got you. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So. Uh, but, uh, well, awesome. Andy, thank you very much for your time. And I appreciate uh, all that you are doing. I know how much work you put in to really provide an awesome trail system. Guys, if you're listening to this, watching this video, and you want to go check out some an awesome place to ride, you need to get to uh, Mount Moose a lot because that the just the images from the area are awesome, but the trails themselves that I've seen myself are just phenomenal. Yeah. So we've um, got a little bit of everything for everybody. So come check yep. it out. Absolutely. Thank you.